Tonight we're going to continue in the Armor of God series that we've been in here uh, in the month of January, just having an amazing time. And out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, uh, we find our text for this month. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. I want you to follow along with me here. And Paul writes these words in Ephesians 6.10 and he says, Finally, he says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having belted your waist with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having strapped on your feet the feet of prepar- the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With every prayer and request, Pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be alert with all perseverance and every request for all the saints. Let's pray this evening. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would, Lord, give us ears to receive tonight, Lord. Soften hearts, Lord, that your word would fall not on deaf ears, Lord, but ready soil. Father, that we would apply your word into our lives, and we will bear fruit. Father, we thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. The church says, amen, amen. Tonight we're going to be focusing on verse 15. Ephesians 6, 15, which says, having strapped, your, having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. I titled this sermon this evening, Don't Leave Your Shoes at the Door. Don't leave your shoes at the door. We had an excellent series this past December, uh, 2023, that we titled Peace on Earth. And I encourage you to to listen to those messages again uh, in regards to being reminded of the peace that God gives to those who believe, to those who accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I encourage you, go back and listen to those sermons, that Peace on Earth series that we had just finished, and so many great things that, that God wants to bring out in those messages for you. We all know that shoes are important, don't we? Yes? We know they're important. Watch this. Did any of you come to service tonight barefoot? <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Why? Because you know that you need to wear shoes. Uh, just yesterday, we had, a, we had a run out of the house really quick, and I told my six-year-old to go put on some shoes. And this little guy was taking his time, and so I finally I was fed up, and I said, you know what? I'm taking you no matter what, 
and I pulled him outside, and he went to the car barefoot. It was cold outside, too. This was at night, and he walks out barefoot, and I'm hoping, you know, that next time when I tell him to put shoes on, that he's going to put some shoes on. Don't worry, he'll live. You say, but he's just six years old. Well, some gotta, some gotta learn the hard way, right? <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> you know, the most important part of a soldier's army armor is not just the shield, the sword, or the helmet, but also his shoes. Because if he falls, if he slips, if he's not mobile or stable then he's going to be defeated in the battle. Yes, you can have the nicest breastplate on, nice and shiny, nothing can penetrate it. You have that shield, oh, it's so beautiful. That sword, who made that sword? That is a nice sword. That helmet that you're wearing, but if you are not wearing shoes, you cannot go into battle. Let me tell you right now, we have the luxury today of walking on paved roads. This wasn't the case in these these times that Paul is talking about. They didn't have these nice, fancy roads that we have the pleasure of enjoying today. Where you can maybe walk out of your house and walk on the street barefoot without much issue. But let me tell you, back in the day, it wasn't like that. You couldn't just walk out barefoot anywhere. Why? Because that road was rough. It wasn't paved like it is today. It was rocky. It was, it was, it was, it was you know, all, all gravel, you know, small rocks, large rocks. Who knows what else was on that ground? And so you had to be sure that you had some shoes on. Back in the day, the choice was sandals, right? We see pictures of, of uh, you know, those wearing sandals in those times. And the soldier's sandal wasn't a typical sandal like you would think, but it was much different. This sandal was a, had a really thick sole. Some say up to about three quarters of an inch thick leather sole. That's pretty thick. Why? Because they needed to be able to go into battle. But not only, not only go into battle, but they also, they also had these nails on the bottom of their sandals that were, that, that, were, that were embedded in that leather so that they can have traction. You see, let's think about those battles in those days. They didn't have tanks. They didn't have, they didn't have fighter jets like we have today, right? Everything was hand-to-hand combat. You were up close and personal with that person that you were fighting with. It was kill or be killed. And you had to be sure that what you had on your feet was battle ready. You needed shoes on your feet or you'd be in a world of hurt. See, shoes are a vital piece of our wardrobe. There's even some that have closet, that have a closet just for shoes. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I don't, 
I barely have a closet for my clothes, <laughs> let alone shoes. But why would someone have so many shoes? Why? Because every shoe has its specific purpose and design. This is where you shoe fanatics say amen. All right, there you go. I just helped you out with whoever, you know, is, is coming against what you're doing and stocking all these shoes. <laughs> There's sports shoes, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, golf, even bowling. Running shoes, hiking shoes, water shoes, boat shoes. Boots, safety toe, motor, motorcycle, cowboy, Chelsea, brogue, snow boots, Dress shoes, Oxford, loafers, wingtip, casual shoes, sneakers, sandals, slip-ons, high tops, mid tops, low tops, women's shoes, wedges, clogs, stilettos, crocs, uggs. Notice I put crocs in the women's shoes. <laughs> I'm just messing, don't worry. Men that have crocs, just rock them. Do what you do. Around the house shoes, moccasins, and one of my personal favorites, those, those corduroy gangster slippers. You know what I'm talking about, you veteranos here in this place. I got some too. I love those things. So many different types and purposes of shoes. And we're just scratching the surface. I just named a few of those shoes that are out there that we have in our inventory I was reading something that was talking about the problem of what they call trench foot. And this was taking place back in World War I and World War II, where soldiers spent so much time in the trenches, in the cold, wet water of the trenches, that their boots would get soaked through. They didn't have extra socks. So they'd get this, what they call trench foot, where the outer surface or layer of skin on your foot would begin to decay. I don't want to show you any pictures because I don't want to gross anyone out tonight. But it's a, from what I was reading, a very painful, and I'm sure a very painful and debilitating for soldiers. They weren't able to even march. And this was true, I'm sure, during Paul's time as well. The Roman soldiers, as Paul probably has in mind as he writes this, were equipped with footwear. And they had to face some difficult situations that they found themselves in. Long stretches of being in a certain position, in a certain, in a certain area, they had to make sure that they had the proper footwear. And as I mentioned, those sandals would have those nails underneath so that they can dig in. And I can't imagine, you, you know, you, you watch football and you watch sometimes when these, you know, 300-pound linesmen, you know, accidentally step on someone's ankle with their cleats. And you think like, oh my goodness. Like I would, I would, I would leave crying like in tears. 
you have no idea what that would feel like. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine if they were real nails. Can you imagine that? That's disgusting. But this is what their sandals had back in the day, real nails under their sandals to keep traction. It was for their safety. See, Paul urges us to be prepared. Prepared for what? Prepared for battle. See, a victorious soldier had to be prepared for battle. He had to have studied the enemy's strategy, be confident in his own strategy, and have his feet firmly planted so that he could hold his ground when the, when the attacks came. And this is what Paul is referring to in Ephesians 6 when he says, For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Paul says, don't leave your shoes at the door. Make sure to put them on so that you are ready. You know, when I go to work, I have to wear a certain kind of shoe. I can't just go in my vans to work. That would not work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up getting in, 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 some, in some serious issues, you know, get in trouble first, but I can't just wear whatever I want. I have to wear shoes that are specific for that job. And many of you as well, you know what I'm talking about. Safety toe shoes. Those things that, those things that give you bunions on your feet. They're unforgiving. But you wear them, why? To protect your feet. There's a reason why, because you are working in an environment that can be dangerous for your feet. And you need to make sure that you take care of those things that get you around town, right? Because if something happens to your feet, you cannot be mobile anymore. You're at a standstill. And this is what the enemy seeks to get at you and I, seeks to take out our legs, to take us out from moving forward. This is what the enemy does. And so Paul says, you need to put on the shoes of peace. You make sure that you protect those things that are vital for you to move forward in your walk with Christ. George Washington once said this. He says, to be prepared for war is one of the most effective means of preserving peace. To be prepared for war is one of the most effective means of preserving peace. See, in life, when you set aside time to prepare, you're also preserving peace. When you make sure that you prepare for what is up ahead, maybe you don't, need, maybe you don't know what is up ahead, but you're just preparing yourself for whatever. You are preserving peace in your life. Why? Because we all know what it's like to not be prepared, don't we? How many of you have went to work and forgot your phone at home? You're not prepared. You left in a rush and you forgot your phone. 
Maybe you were dropping the kids off at school in the morning and you forgot the kids at home. Because <laughs> you weren't prepared. You were, in a, you were in a rush to get out of the house and you forgot the whole purpose of you leaving the house in the first place. But we do this when we're not prepared. And it's so important that you and I be ready. Be ready at all times. See, there is comfort in knowing that you have done what you can to be ready and equipped. There's comfort in that. Oh, I did this, and, and, and I did this, and I'm ready. I'm ready. There is comfort in that. There is that peace. When you leave things to the last minute, there's no peace in that. There's stress. There's worry. You're not thinking straight. All these things that take place. You see, God honors us when we are ready. Matthew 24, verse 44 the Bible says this, and he says, therefore, you also must be ready. Say that with me, be ready. It says, therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. What is God saying? He says, there is a great reward for those who have made themselves ready. There is a great reward for those who prepared. You prepared for Jesus to come back. And great is your reward because you made time to get ready. Great is your reward, God says. Eternal life with God the Father for being ready. Because you were ready, God says, I'm going to honor you. See, the shoes of the gospel of peace allows us to be ready to share God with others at all times. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. The Bible says, if anybody asks you why you believe as you do, be ready to tell him. And do it in a gentle and respectful way way. I like that. If anyone asks you why you believe what you believe, share with them. Let them know the good news. Share with them the gospel. If, they're, if they look at you and see that something is different, you need to share with them what it's all about. It's not about you. It isn't about what you did. It's about what Christ did. Amen? It's about what Christ wants to do in their life. So don't get in the way of what God wants to do in their life by not saying something. Mm. God wants you to be a mouthpiece. Amen? If someone's asking you, it's because, it's because you're being a reflection. Obviously, they see something different, but also be that mouthpiece. You share with them the good news. Share with them the gospel message, how God saved you, how God turned your life around, how you weren't always that person that they're looking at right now, but you were much different before. Before Christ, before Christ, you were a mess. Before Christ, your life was falling apart. 
Before Christ, you couldn't, you couldn't hold on to your marriage. Before Christ, you didn't know how to raise children. Before Christ, you didn't know how to keep a job. Before Christ, you were always turning to this and this and this and this, which always led to hurt and more pain in your life. Oh, but once you allowed Christ into your heart, oh, you became a new person. You had a, you had a hunger, amen, for righteousness, a thirst for his word. You were making different, decision, different choices and decisions in your life. No longer were you seeking this or that, but you were seeking God. And you share with them what God did in your life, what he's doing right now, and what he seeks to do in their life. You see, in addition to standing our ground, gospel of peace shoes are also for moving. See, God ex expects us to go on the offensive and take the gospel of peace to others. Why? Because sharing our faith is one of the best ways to maintain your own sure footing. You share with someone the gospel. You pray with someone. You lead someone to the Lord. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, your faith is going to dig deeper. When you see, when you see that you were able to lead someone to Christ, you were able to pray for someone, And you saw God answer that prayer. Oh, your faith, your faith grows deeper, amen? You, your, your, uh, your gospel, your shoes of peace uh, 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 digging deeper, amen, in God, in who he is. See, as Christians, we are called, you and I, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. Paul writes this in Romans 10, 15. He says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Mm. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. When was the last time someone called your feet beautiful? <laughs> it's probably been a long time, huh? <laughs> God's, word, God's word says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Amen. Amen. He's calling your feet beautiful. Amen? Who bring glad tidings of good things. I'm telling you, there's enough negativity in this world. This world needs to hear good things. This world needs to hear some good news. Amen? How many of you need to hear some good news today, tonight? Those that are watching, you came to hear some good news. Amen? The good news is that Christ died for you. That Christ loves you. He's always loved you, and he has a plan for your life. Allow him to be your Lord and Savior. See, our feet must be firmly planted in the gospel. We know that it's the good news of Jesus Christ that brings true peace. True peace. And as I mentioned, if you want to know more about that peace... Go back into our December series, our Wednesday December series, and go back and, and hear all about, all about peace on earth. Hear all about the peace that Jesus brought to you and I. Amen? 
Listen, listen to it, and you're going to be encouraged. You see, we need the shoes of peace if we are to stand against the enemy. Shoes provide traction. They provide stability. Of all the things the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy in your life, peace is almost at or near the top of his list. He intentionally stirs up discord, division, disruption, both within you and around you. This is what the enemy seeks to do. He's the leader of chaos and confusion, using every opportunity to disrupt stability. He wants you uneasy, unbalanced, filled with anxiety, worry, turmoil, lacking peace. See, a soldier's battle shoes were studded with nails to help him keep his balance in combat. He knew that if he lost his footing and went down, it wouldn't matter how great the rest of his armor was. The enemy had him. He was a sitting duck. We must have our confidence of our position in Christ. Stand firm in the truth of God's word. Regardless of how terrifying the circumstances may be. When Satan attacks with doubt, such as one of his lies, well, if God really loved you, why would he let this happen to you? Has the enemy ever lied to you about that before? Yeah? Well, you got to come back at him with Romans 8.28. As it is written, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So you need to come back at the enemy with God's word. When Satan comes at you and speaks behind you and says, remember what you did. You need to dig your shoes deeper and give them 1 John 1, 9. It is written, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter what I've done, I've been forgiven. God has forgiven me of that. I don't live in the past any longer. I move forward. Yes, I'm not perfect. I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna make mistakes, but God is perfect. And because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross, God doesn't, God doesn't see all of my sins. He sees the blood of his son covering me. I am covered by the blood. I don't wear these things any longer in my life. Devil, you bring up things of what I was, but that's not me anymore. That's not me. Christ has made a new me. He's, he's, he's allowed me to be born again. I know what I was, but I am not that person any longer. God has made something new. God is doing a wonderful work in my life. And he's not finished yet, amen? He's not finished. I tell your neighbor, God's not finished yet. Tell him he's, he's building a masterpiece. 
Let's look at what Paul says in verse 11 in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, put on the, whole, the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm. Say that with me, stand firm. So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. See, he advises us to put on the armor of God so that you and I can stand firm. This is what the gospel shoes of peace do for you and I. They allow us to stand firm. They allowed those, those soldiers to stand firm in battle. And this is what Paul's talking about. Paul is, is, is referring to combat in Ephesians chapter 6. He's referring to a battle. And what do you need in battle? You're going to need some stability. You're going to need to stand firm. And in this battle that you and I face, although it is not against flesh and blood, you and I need to spiritually stand firm, amen? We need to make sure that we are grounded and rooted in God's word. That you and I know what God's word says. And we're gonna, we're gonna learn more about it at the end of this month, amen, as we continue the Armor of God series about God's word. But Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says, stand firm in the faith. Faith in what? Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a firm faith. That's a firm foundation right there. If you're going to have faith in anything, put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Many of us have put our faith in, in people. We put our faith in money. We put our faith in careers. We put our faith in education. Well, these, these are not bad things, but your faith should not be in those things, amen? Your faith should be in Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is the only sure thing that you and I can dig deep into. It's the only sure thing. Everything else is going to fail you. Everything else is going to fall apart. Everything else is going to let you down. But God will not. See, faith in his power to deliver you and I, to strengthen us, to heal us. I want to call up our worship team this evening. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 6, Luke 9, verse 6. The Bible says this about the 12 disciples that Jesus sent. Luke 9, 6, and it says, So they set out, talking about the 12 disciples, so they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. They set out and went from village to village pro proclaiming the good news, right, which is the gospel. We're talking about the gospel shoes of peace. Proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Remember what we said about the gospel shoes of peace. That we are to take the gospel, the good news, to the world. We're to take it to those around us, to those far away, 
We are to share the life-giving power of Jesus Christ. That is the good news. That although Jesus Christ died for our sins, He rose Himself from the grave. He rose Himself from death. So that you and I can live. So that you and I can have an abundant life. An abundant life with the Father in heaven forever that you and I would be delivered from the bondage of sin that you and I would be able to experience the supernatural power of God that you and I could also receive healing tonight tonight I want us to stand to our feet let's all stand this evening